I'm Denzel Mohammed, and welcome to JobMakers. Coming to the United States from nothing is not an uncommon story. After all, it's the people with their backs against the wall who have to figure out a way to eat, feel safe, and maybe just thrive. But America's potholed streets of gold provide a stark reality that newcomers to the country must reckon with and then overcome. For April Ryan, immigrant from Russia and founder and CEO of Red Iguana Nail Art Products and Nail Art Influencer to hundreds of thousands, Coming to the U.S. from a poor town where, growing up, her family had to grow the food they ate, the bright lights of Beverly Hills shone that harsh reality so many other immigrants face. Nothing is given to you. You have to work to get it. Without a lick of English, April tapped into her tenacity and inventiveness. When she realized video tutorials of nail art could make her famous, she went all in. When she realized working on her hands for those videos repeatedly actually ruined her nails, she developed a breakthrough silicone practice hand, which became a bestseller for nail artists in now 19 countries. April's story is the immigrant story, and it shows just the kind of people who take that risk to move here and use their pluck and scrappiness to succeed, as you'll hear in this week's Jobmakers Podcast. April Ryan, CEO and founder of Red Iguana, an immigrant from Russia. Thank you for joining us on the JobMakers podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me today. It's, it's our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your business. It's a very unique business, but it's certainly booming right now. And where did the idea come from? In past, I've been nail art creator and influencer, and I used my own hands a lot for videos. But after some time, I started to see some damage of my skin, because when I do nails a lot, of course, you filing, you put your hands to UV light, uh, which is not good for skin, right? Then I started to, to talk, like, what if I will have some model for my videos, but I really love my hands. Uh, so I decided to try and create copies of my actual hands and created silicone practice hands for nail artist, which is very popular right now. Wow. So, and, I, and that took you like six months to perfect, right? Yes, it's a long process. It's not like you make making today and tomorrow it's done. Um, it's a lot of details, a lot of um, things you need to follow and see if it's working, especially from first tries. Uh, it's never perfect. So right now we're working on certain generation of hands because it's always some improvement in them. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So you invented a silicone practice hand for nail artists to practice on. That was That's an excellent idea. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But your business journey and your personal journey both started in Russia. Um, yes. What was life like growing up there? And did you have any good career prospects? Uh, so growing in Russia, especially in small towns, is, was mine. It's not easy because it's not much resources for everything. Um, so I started to be interested in beauty industry for about when I've been uh, 14 years young. But when you don't have money, because it's Russia, 
<laughs> you don't have money, you don't have resources, you don't have even ways to be closer to this industry because like where where you will find it if you're in small city and it's no schools no stores nothing even internet we had up and you cannot even see what happens in the world because i don't have good internet um i read that you so, your family had to grow your own vegetables you had to wear hand-me-downs from your brothers Yes, yes, wow. because uh, it was the only way to get some uh, food because uh, like it's endless financial crisis in Russia, no job, no money. And of course, we had our own vegetables and livestock just to be able to eat something. And of course, when you don't have money for new clothes, uh, I wore my brother's clothes because I had no 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 choice actually but i'm not uh thinking about about something bad because it's it's made me stronger and even now i have my own house it helped me because i remember what i did with my parents when i had our own house and yeah it just experience and and very good memory actually so yeah um so obviously there was no beauty school nearby but then something happened when you were 18. yes uh my mom she found like newspaper and it say that um independent educator coming to our town with classes and she knew i love everything about beauty and she said you should try and i tried it's been very expensive it's been like one month's paycheck uh cost Oh. Uh, yeah, but my dad helped me. <laughs> he actually bought me this money. Yeah. Uh, and I became the best student and I got the job uh, in one of the best nail salons in my little town. Um, it's nothing to be brag about, but <laughs> it's how my journey started. Yeah. And so you got to this position and then you branched out as an, a businesswoman in Russia, right? So I started as nail technician, yeah, but it's become very boring for me to be the best nail artist in my small city. And I moved from my little town, South, to bigger city, Rostov-on-Don, and started my journey there. Uh, first, I worked in nail bar, like nail salon in, um, in the mall. Uh, but then I decided to open my own nail studio. And this is how my journey of business owner started. So, yeah, and I think about two years later, I had three nail salons. Wow. And how old were you when the first one opened? 21. 21 years old and a business owner. That's incredible. That's really, really cool. <laughs> um, Thank you. So, but then you and your husband made a very important decision, life-changing decision. You, you bought a one-way ticket to the United States. What was behind that? And what was, what was the experience of moving like? Um. It's been just one evening uh, in November of 2013, and I felt so like big fish, you know, when you have more uh, opportunities, but not here, not not in this place. Mm. And I saw like I have no future in Russia anymore. And I knew my husband always wanted to move to Canada or to the United States and just ask him, maybe we should move. And he said, okay. And as I said, it's been November. And from January, we started to work on our visas 
we got our visas in March and we moved in May. So like some um, process of getting a visa and moving, like um, land in Los Angeles has been easy, but of course the process when you knew in country been not easy for us. So we worked as, I worked for very low price for nails. My husband worked on Uber and so I would say first year for us been very hard, very hard. But then when we figure out how everything is working, it's new culture, new people, new business model. So it's become better. I mean, you landed not even knowing English, which aston- astonishes me. <laughs> yes, I knew zero English and I had language barrier when I can't even start because you're afraid to say something uh, wrong. But it's because of Russian culture. If somebody speak not good in Russian, everybody starts to like, ah. hey, you go to, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, American people, they're great. They're so helpful. And I remember everybody like, your English is great. When they know that's just three words. <laughs> it's a nation full of accents, to be to be honest. <laughs> let's, be, let's face it. <laughs> there are accents everywhere. Um, so your career had a rocky start. Uh, you did... You didn't come here with, you know, a ton of money ready to open a business. Uh, as you said, that first year you needed to figure things out, see how things worked, find out, I guess, where resources were. Um, so, what was it? What happened when you were able to start your business? What What was it? Was it that moment of, well, my hands are, are not looking great because of this, so let me invent this? No, uh, I'm the person who trying a lot of different ways to make money. So it's not been like okay, this is perfect way and this is, this will work. No. Oh. Uh, our first uh, ever try to make money here in the United States been to open our nail salon because it's worked back in Russia, right? Um, but it didn't work for us. And after six months, we closed our business in the United States and we lost a lot, a lot of money. Uh, then my next step was I worked in well-known uh, nail salon in Beverly Hills with uh, Instagram influencers, with celebrities, movie stars. But when you understand it's not what you want, again, it's another try to make money, right? Uh, I left it and, and become uh, Instagram nail, nail influencer and started to make videos. And uh-huh. companies started to pay me. I'm like, okay, this is better money. And when you have a lot of orders for videos, uh, you need the models. And this is ha- how I started to thinking about hands. So it wasn't like something, okay, this is a great business idea. I made it first for me, just as helper for my videos. And we put, when people from Instagram started to ask me, where did you get this hand? Well, I wanted to, oh, maybe I should sell it. And yeah, this was really by accident. <laughs> it was great, a great idea. So you started out as the influencer and then the problem of the hand came up. I see. And I just, I did a little digging. I mean, 399,000 followers on Instagram is, is mind blowing. Uh, 275,000 people who follow you on Facebook, Uh, you know, (laughs) five and a half. Did you know that you had five and a half million views on YouTube? No, (laughs) it's great news for me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Come on. So you were, I think you were very scrappy and agile and inventive in the way that you started your business. And 
so so successful. Um, so what does your Korean business look like now? Um, at this moment, our main product is silicon hands, of course, because it will be always uh, main product. Uh, even we have competitors now, and of course, China copied our hands completely, not even hands, but business idea, like uh, packaging, colors, everything. Uh, China always copying good ideas. I'm not mad at them because it always happens. Um, uh, we have professional nail products uh, like gels. Um, they are very high quality and the best ingredients because I'm very picky about quality. Uh, but at this moment, I'm also working on education platform because I know people want to learn from me but it's taken too much time to make live classes like in person so i want to start to move an education way which is my future steps and you'll be doing that virtually yes wow so what do you think has been the secret to your success with your business reddit water it seems to me as though it seems to me as though you've, you've just adapted really well so all the differences uh, yes this is one of one of reasons and i'm not afraid i'm always i'm always trying something new and if it's not working i'm not stressing about it like okay it didn't work i will try something new because i know a lot of people trying once it's not working and they stop to try uh it's not about me and i knew if it would be not working i would try something new not working again like from a hundred different ways, at least one will work, right? Right. <laughs> and if you, this is one. if you were to go back and give your younger self some advice about starting a business and growing a business, what do you think it would be? I would say her, hire people. Oh. Because, because people, it's very important for business, making everything by yourself and multitasking and you, making a million like different things at the same time and it not helps you to grow your business. Um, I would say her like trust people more, find your perfect employees and you will see how your business blooming. So yeah, I would say people, it's very important for business. But you support fellow female entrepreneurs and you have, for yes. instance, several different brands on your site that don't belong to you, but belong to other women, and you're lifting them up. What do you think is the state of female entrepreneurship in the US? What do you see happening or not happening? Uh, I see, I love current situation with female entrepreneurship in the USA because it's still friendly and still supportive. I, uh, I don't see that it would be very um, aggressive to each other, no. I love that it's become better every year and it's become popular because back when I started to push this movement in my industry, we, don't, we didn't have friends between professionals, between um, company owners. But now I more see that it's working and it's possible to be friends with your, I can't even say competitors because when you making your own business, you have your own people. It's not competition. Um, 
So I love this situation right now. It's it's look great to me. So you you're seeing more networks of women supporting each other. Yes, yes, and I love to see. I'm going to ask a little bit of a delicate question here. Uh, okay, Chris, how did how were you were how were you received as a business owner by the opposite sex? Oh, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I had problem with my like gender. Um. So no, no. Actually, actually, I had. So I had like disrespect from older male um, because in their mind they're really traditional mm-hmm. and they think women cannot be smart, smart enough to run her own business. And actually, I also met people who told if I'm speaking with accent. I'm not smart enough too. You, they even tried to act like they don't understand me, mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. So um, it's mostly men, mostly men. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm used to it back from Russia because in Russia, women have less rights than here. Um, but my husband is very supportive. Uh, if I need his help, he's always with me. Uh, and if I don't want to talk with some men because of disrespect, my husband talks with them, and I feel great. So I'm not, I'm not like keep some bad uh, emotions about it because I'm used to it. It's it's our it's our world. It's our like true everyday. It's reality. Yeah, yeah, it's reality, everyday reality. But of course. I, I get it, but not much, I would say. Not as like be sad about it every day. Yeah, I don't so, yeah. I don't see that being in your personality at all. <laughs> and so tell me, what is next for April Ryan? <sighs> you didn't you, you told me earlier that uh, when we were talking that you didn't even think you'd be this big in so many what 17 countries? 19. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Um, you know, actually, about five years ago, I told with company owner and a company owner, and he asked me, how do you see yourself in five years? I said, I have no idea, but not as business owner. Five years later, I'm the business owner. Um, I have so many ideas in my mind, and I'm I'm still artist, even though I'm male, company owner i'm still artist i started from art and i have million ideas and i'm trying something new every day and every month so of course i will have my business and i will move to a new way but as april ryan as person um i want to be more grounded i would say well yours has been a really fascinating and an interesting story uh, from your <laughs> beginnings in Russia to where you are now in the U.S. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. And if I had to ask a last question, um, how do you feel about the United States that took you? That's in- great. It's absolutely great country and American dream still exists. And I have my, uh, my American dream. I moved here. I'm successful. I bought my house. Um, 
and they have so much opportunity support from this country. So um, I love it. I love it. And they wish well for this country, even though this, this current situation <laughs> with um, like in the world, I love this country and they feel absolutely great. That's incredible. Uh, April Ryan, founder and CEO of Red Iguana, immigrant from Russia. Thank you for joining us on the Jobmakers podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Jobmakers is a weekly podcast about immigrant entrepreneurship and contribution produced by Pioneer Institute, a think tank in Boston, and the Immigrant Learning Center in Malden, Massachusetts, a not-for-profit that gives immigrants a voice. Thanks for joining us for this week's inspiring story of one incredible immigrant entrepreneur. If you know an outstanding immigrant business owner or innovator that we should talk to, please email Denzil, that's D-E-N-Z-I-L, at jobmakerspodcast.org. I'm Denzel Mohammed. See you next Thursday at noon for another Jobmakers.